we're back. That's right. Hey now. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. You thought I wouldn't bring it back, but I did. <laughs> the king of the callback. <laughs> oh yeah. So how's it going over there, Mike? That's ah, always going good. Excellent. People getting assassinated on the streets. Yeah, that's right. You sent you me see that, that video? clip. Where was that? The north side where? Uh, Fuck, Lincoln, dude, Lincoln Park. Park. This is by the zoo? Oh, yeah, dude. By like, like Park West? like nice the area. Uh, I know, it's yeah, a really very, nice. yeah. Tell us, tell us what was happening there. No, you just don't get any nicer than that. So this video came out and it shows this white car. Uh, you can't see the guy walking, but there's a guy walking on the street and the video just shows this white car pull around a corner, stop. And this guy gets out, and he's, like, hiding behind the brick wall of this building. Right. And just, like, he keeps peeking around the corner. And then finally, you can see the guy walking come into view. And that's when the kid comes out from around the corner, points a gun at him. And you just watch this kid rob this guy. And he tries to fight back. He tackles him. His other friend comes out of the car with a gun. The worst part is the guy finally gives up, and he's lying on the ground. The kid just shoots him two times. Wow. And then while this guy is screaming on the ground in pain, the kid's asking him for his password for his cell phone. Wow. And because, like, yeah, it's hard to hear in the video. You got to pay attention, but you could hear it. And because the kid can't, I mean, because the guy can't give him the right password, that's when the kid just shoots him in the head and then walks back and gets into the car. It's just a fucking assassination, dude. It's insane. And that was like a... There was this spring of robberies just like that. Hmm. If they see you, they that's what you saw the video, right? They just walk. They see you yeah, walking. Shocking. They pull up. It's they disturbing pull up to video. the next street and hide. It could happen to anybody. It's and, terrible. And Mike, let me ask you this: What's the one thing people say when they're in a situation like that, in a violent situation, and they need help? <sighs> they wish the cops were there. <laughs> they say, "Call the police. Somebody yeah. call the police." And you know yeah. what? This video disturbed me. It, it was very gr- gross and shocking. And all I could think about is, okay, Northside Chicago, how are those 2020 Summer of Love protests of defunding the police doing for you now? Yeah. Is it working out? Where, because now all that all crime the- on the South Side is now it's leaking and, and starting to come up and creep up towards where you live. And you don't have anyone to call now to help you when there's someone holding a gun to your head in the middle of the street. It's crazy. Maybe yeah, this is the wake-up call the city needs, though. We've always talked about once the crime hits the rich areas, that's when the city actually starts doing something. And unfortunately, <laughs> yeah. that's what it takes. That's but. sad, but yeah. And that's what's happening. And the guy, uh, he is, I think he is still alive, but he's on life. He's like, wow. Yeah. What a survivor. Yeah, he's like hooked up to every machine though. He's not conscious. I I don't think he's. I think he's gonna be brain dead. Is what I read. But hmm. uh, that's too bad. It's very sad. No, Nash- no, and the worst <laughs> part. The worst part is, dude. I guarantee you, the kid is sixteen, seventeen years old. Mm-hmm. Right? They're gonna right. find him. Yeah. And then fucking Kim Fox. He's gonna be. He's gonna be out in a couple of years. Kim Fox and is your right. DA. The DA yeah. in Chicago. Yeah, and sh- sh- they're gonna let him out with a slap on the wrist. Why is that? Because they got this whole soft on crime. We, we've turned this, we have this narrative now where uh, 
the victims need to protect themselves and the criminal is the true victim of society. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's where we've come now. It's backwards. They, all the messaging from that video, like if you watch mainstream, like the, you know, ABC News and all that. Right. You know what they were all saying with that video? Because the guy fights back and like their whole message is don't fight back. Just give them everything they want. But why is it on me? You know what I mean? No, it's on you to stop these fuckers. Hmm. It's on you to make the streets safe. What if this guy had a gun and shot this person in self-defense? What if those kids thought that if they got arrested, they would never see the light of day again? Hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Maybe then this little... Dude, when you watch... What really scares me about that video is you watch the kids... It, they're just having fun. That's disturbing, it, man. That's straight dystopia, like, you know, did you see Mad it Max it, style. Yes, it's really... It looked like they were just playing twisted. around. Of course. Well, they're kids. When you're they are. that age, you don't know consequence. You don't understand time. The <laughs> way he time. shot that guy with just, like, no second thought. Like, it was just a nothing, you know? Yeah, because like what a, is... taking a life is worthless and meaningless to this kid. Yeah. It, look, we we've seen these old stories before where these guys who've commit, committed crimes like this when they're kids, when they're in their 60s, right? They're repenting and they're asking for forgiveness from the family of these victims because they were just a kid on drugs and they were in a gang and society mm-hmm. it, it's just it's you know, what what else are we supposed hey, to do? Hey, you, they're supposed to go to jail. I hate to say it, yeah, but and, that's why and, we and, have jail. We have prison to send people like this to. And if you feel like, sorry, fine. well, tough. You made the choice. In 40 years. <laughs> yeah, you nailed it, dude. In 40 years, when you're 60 years old, repent to the family. And if they choose to forgive you, we'll let you out. <laughs> but for the next 40 years, you're going to think about what the fuck you just did. You took a life, so they will. The system will take get, yours, and that's the trade-off, yours. man. And you know what? The rest of us who went through our teens and chose not to uh, pursue a life of crime and violence, we we got to live our lives. That's the trade-off. That's the choice. I get it. I get that. And I don't. Some ca- and man, I don't. Ca- I, I understand. Yeah, I understand the nature nurture thing, and I understand this kid. These kids grew up in a bad neighborhood, but the way you executed them, man—that's that's not bad. Blooded, na- Mike. Yeah, like they're living no in a soul, video dude. game or something. Yeah, you're just a bad person. You you come from a line of bad people. <laughs> you know? Bad genes, Mike. Bad genes. Bad, bad genes. Yes. <laughs> There's you and everybody around you, family wise, blood wise, is a, is just garbage. It's disturbing stuff, man. I think about it all the time because I, you know, our neighbor is Italian. He's got a fourteen-year-old kid. And you watch the news every day. It's like he's a fourteen-year-old kid. He's a good kid. He was just robbing people. He was just carjacking. <laughs> he was just carjacking people with a forty-five. It's like okay, well then he wasn't a good kid. The good <laughs> right. kid is this neighbor who's in the backyard playing soccer with his sister, right? <laughs> yeah. Like that's a good that's the good kid, right? Yeah. He does, uh, I don't know. You're uh, right we, on. We we totally lost like our minds with this this crap. Well, it that, comes that back kid, to language. That, Absolutely. That kid with the gun robbing people. 
and stealing their cars is not a good kid who lost his way. That's a piece of shit who grew up in an environment that pieces of shit thrive in, right? <laughs> yes. Yes. Absolutely. The, the kid who gets caught and he was in the gang for like five years and the only thing he ever really did was a lookout and maybe sell some drugs. That's a guy who maybe would have been a good guy in a good neighborhood had he grown up. You know what I mean? Yeah, totally. Not the fucking executioner over here. <laughs> well, yeah. you've told me a lot of interesting stories in your adventures um, answering plumbing calls on the south side of Chicago. I, I feel like you were extra shocked from this video because of the neighborhood that it essentially took place in, which is no, honestly, kind of violence there. No, no, honestly, it wasn't the neighborhood. It was how they did it. The fact that they just saw this random guy walking and the way they just pulled around the corner like that and hit like the, it was so well executed. Yeah. That it clearly is something they do all the time. Oh, that's chilling, man. That you know what is, I mean? Yeah, it was yeah, the ex. Yeah. It was. It doesn't matter. I don't care where you do it. It was the execution of it, and you know. And then what that really showed me is, it's not even that nobody cares that it's because it's black people killing black people. Even if it's white, pe if it's a white gang killing a white gang, right. nobody cares if drug dealers are killing drug dealers mm -hmm. and criminals are killing criminals, right? But when you just go and you rot, you just pick that random guy walking down. That guy's probably walking home. You know, probably working all day. Working, right? yeah. yeah, absolutely. You just pick that random guy, and you know that's uh, yeah. Like I said, though, the execution of that execution was the scariest part. I agree, and you're right. There was some premeditated aspect dude, to no, it. Yeah, no, dude, there was no hesitation, and they yeah. just they just they didn't know the guy, so they just came up on this guy, right? So they just. All this guy walking, and right away, dude, there was no hesitation of the way they turned off. They stopped the car where they could, the guy couldn't see the brake lights. Like it, everything was so perfectly done. Yeah, and, and so fast, yeah. flawless, man. Well, when you have the, when you are planned and prepared and ready, you have the confidence to and you've done it, it a bunch of times yeah absolutely yeah, that's what it is it's, it's experience it's an assassination experience. no different than the assassination that ted cruz uh initiated on pete Buttigieg in the senate clip that i have actually uh, i love that transition does it concern you that the biden administration was putting in place a policy that now a federal court has concluded was illegal and that <laughs> <laughs> a huge ted cruz is Fucking methodic, the way, I love the he, way he, is. Yeah. he just shreds Pete Buttigieg. Pete Pete Buttigieg has no right being in his position in the White House, and <laughs> is so yeah. is such a little teeny like <laughs> ant compared to this gigantic human foot that is Ted Cruz, like. It, it, <laughs> And first uh, of all, the, yeah. I I didn't clip the beginning of this, but they talk about the Ministry of Truth and Pete Buttigieg. Just like I don't, I can't talk about it, but it's amazing with Ted Cruz. But yeah, go go for it. Oh, uh, dude, I just this is this is what happens when a guy who got his job because he's gay 
comes across a guy who got his job because he spent his career studying and working hard. <laughs> studying law. Like... Yeah, studying law, <laughs> debating, and, you know. It's unbelievable, yeah. dude. Like, like, nobody hired Ted Cruz because of the way he looked or who he fucked, you know? Like, <laughs> nobody likes Ted Cruz. He had to work very hard to get to where he is. <laughs> You know what I mean? In fact, in fact, he yeah, he had an uphill battle the entire time. Like <laughs> nobody's been more disenfranchised than wh- whatever Ted Cruz people is. I don't even think he has a people. <laughs> whatever that thing is, that is the most disenfranchised thing in America. <laughs> Here's Ted Cruz owning Pete Buttigieg, uh, the. Uh, Secretary of Transportation on uh, whether or not uh, masks are necessary in our flights anymore. Percentage of Americans found arbitrary and unjustified. If I'm not mistaken, most Americans support the the mask mandate for flights, but I think a lot of us are also... (laughs) uh, Why were they cheering on planes? Why were they cheering on planes? Look, I I think a lot of us have been looking forward to the day when that reverted to being a personal choice. I know I have, and I've been saying so throughout. So, so, so you're the Secretary of Transportation. Is, is it safe to travel on a commercial airline without a mask? So uh, people should make their own choice. It's no longer required. So when you next fly commercial, will you wear a mask? Uh, depends where I'm traveling to. So and, good. Uh, so commercial good. flight anywhere. You're on a plane. You're yes. flying from one American city to another. This is where Pete realizes he's in a corner. Yes, dude. And also, meanwhile, if you watch the video, uh, Ted Cruz is leaned back. He's got his legs crossed. He's kind of got like a little swagger going. He kind of oh. like flips the pages like flippantly like, eh, all right, all right, next one. It's like really he's yeah. very casual <laughs> about this owning. He's, <laughs> oh, he's been here before. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, come on, Mike. This is pregame for Fauci. (laughs) (laughs) It'll depend on conditions that day. I don't have a flight today, but next time I do, I'll think it over. Okay. So under the current CDC guidance, which is actually posted on the Department of Transportation website, it says, quote, CDC continues to recommend that people wear masks in indoor public transportation setting at this time. It also says, quote, Traveling on public transportation increases a person's risk of getting and spreading COVID-19 by bringing people in close contact with others, often for for prolonged periods. I and many others are very dismayed with both CDC and the Department of Transportation for the politicization of this issue. But do you agree with those statements? Well, I certainly uh, support the CDC as the authority in this country on public health determination. Oh, that's not what he asked. And I share, <laughs> your, uh, I share your dismay at the politicization of masks. I think the most important thing by far, Senator, is that a, uh, whether it's on a flight or a bus or anywhere else, respect is shown to those who wear masks. <laughs> I'm done with this fact. Fauci, we <laughs> Bring on Fauci. <laughs> if you agree with the CDC statement that's on the Department of Transportation website, uh, multiple pictures came out this weekend from, from you at the White House Correspondents' Dinner. You weren't wearing a mask. You were having a good time <laughs> laughing. The jokes were being told. That's where I cut it, actually. The jokes were being told. Oh, but Senator, that wasn't me. Buttigieg goes on a long-winded explanation on how it's okay that they were not wearing masks and all this stuff. It's a great own. I I love having Ted Cruz up there asking these kind of questions because it's very important to get this guy on record just at least admitting this is all theater. 
This is yes. bull. And I think really by them bringing him up there, the transportation guy, to talk about, hey, are you going to bring back these mask mandates? Are you really going to sue and bring them back? Because they're very unpopular, number one. And number two, in about four months, we're about to swing both the House and the Senate, and we're taking to task you and Fauci and everybody else involved <laughs> with this bullshit. <laughs> and <laughs> I, I, Pete Buttigieg, man, he, he has no right... It would be like if you or I were sitting up there talking to this guy. Oh, I know. It sounds like yeah. an idiot just sitting there with nothing to say and no response. And and you have a man of the law asking you very specific questions on why you're making these very intense decisions such as forcing people to wear masks. By the way, these mask mandates on flights, how many videos did we see online of people getting arrested over this shit? <clears throat> like this stuff. Yeah. This stuff did you hear him lives. contradict himself right away? Oh, most Americans agree with it. Well, oh, then why were they ce- why were they celebrating it? Well, most Americans were ready for the choice. <laughs> yeah, because they didn't want to fucking wear it, you fucking idiot. Yeah. Yeah, dude, I don't know if you got it because it was a uh, well, it wasn't in that clip, but it was part of the, the conversation where he kind of admits he's because uh, he pushes Cruz pushes uh, Buttigieg. Um, right. Why are you guys appealing? Yes, it's later order. on. Yeah, it's a heady conversation. They they discuss and the a lot. scariest yeah. part is Buttigieg finally answers. We're not we're not appealing it so we can bring it back now we're appealing whether or not the CDC has the power. Yes. So they're like just dying to cement the idea that the CDC has the power to do these things. Yep. Which is very scary because that means you're planning on using it in the future. Dude, I'm telling you, 2024, there's going to be some crazy virus. Yeah? 2024, Oh, yeah. Oh, there's a little... Like lead up to the election you're talking about. How else can they win? They have no... Other what else are they gonna way, do? man. No other way. We're going to be in a recession. Everybody knows it. Dude, even mom was totally against. She got like, almost got mad at the, Biden about the uh, college relief thing. Really? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Even even the most Democratic people are just starting to get really mad about some of We talked about it in the earlier episode, man. It was, yeah. It's completely... A loser topic. So popular. Even yeah, even Bill so Maher's ripping on it, man. Like, yeah, no. <laughs> uh, you're listening to the wrong people. Well, I. So 2024, you think that's kind of what they're gearing up for? That's the big. I, I guess what? Uh, let's say COVID was March. It was spring. So we're looking at spring 2024. You think? I feel like yeah. that's not enough time. Well, they'll do like they did it with, you know, because it was 2019, but it was like winter. Right. And then, you know, really you start locking down in like February. Does this play into your theory of it won't be COVID? It'll be this flu variant, this like super flu, some sort of swine flu or. Yeah, it's going to be. Well, it's going to be another, another flu. Yeah. A new flu. New flu. Yeah. The zoo flu. <laughs> <laughs> no more woo flu. We're under the new flu. <laughs> Although I don't know, they are trying to bring back fucking COVID. They are. They definitely. They're really are. trying to bring it back. It doesn't seem to stick. I feel like people are over COVID. 
I I, th- I don't think it works. I, yeah. Again, the vaccine stuff came out. We we listened to a bunch of shit about it earlier. They uh, there more people now are I think aware also like on a on an anecdotal local level so and so had a heart attack. Uh you know what I mean? People are having problems with these vaccines. I know I work with people who are having issues post vaccination, one you know, with hives and all these other issues yeah. and uh I I just think people are slowly kind of waking up to the fact that maybe <laughs> eh, maybe we were lied to a little bit. Oh, and yeah. by the way, my conspiracy theory friend he keeps telling me about these ninety thousand documents from Pfizer that were dropped last yeah. week. Yeah, <laughs> and the you know when we were all shitting our pants over Roe v. Wade. Yeah, apparently uh, they they admitted that these things kill people. You know, <laughs> so I, yeah, dude, I think maybe they're uh they're you because you said it a long time ago like with the mandate that they have to give it to us. And I think you're right. The It fucked them over because now everybody is looking at their unvaccinated friends yeah. and being like, why is this guy not sick? That's all it why is. is every, you know, why is everybody else having heart attacks and they, getting sick? And They couldn't you know? have a control group. Right. It, right. That's game over if you do. Because then time, over time, you start to see one versus the other. Okay. It's not even heart, it's not even heart attacks. It's colds. Like these guys are General sickness. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I know people who are boosted, fully boosted, and they haven't, uh, they've had a runny nose nonstop for four months. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Well, you know, there's only so many months of, uh, you know, pollen in the air and uh, allergy season. It, it doesn't go all through winter. They had COVID <laughs> four times. Yeah. They're the only people getting COVID. I swear to fucking God. They are. And, well, look, we, everybody in the White House seems to get COVID every three weeks. It's, <laughs> it's kind of all boosted. All boosted. Double boosted. What's the famous line now you see from everyone on Twitter, right? Uh, va- double vaxxed and boosted. And I got God. COVID. Thank God I was vaxxed. <laughs> okay. All right, dude. I, know, I love it, dude. I love it. I don't know. The rest of us are looking at you. I don't know. I don't know about you. <laughs> you got some weird logic going on there, friend. I know. That's very weird. That's very weird, dude. But it was the week of distractions, and we're going to jump into a deep dive here, Mike. And the distractions were on point and the reason was is because the two oh wait let me do this here on two thousand mules <laughs> i guarantee it'll sound great in post people it sounds post. great in the podcast great in yeah, post yeah, it's not live but uh <laughs> yeah yeah so we'll fix that somehow Anyways, the two thousand. So you mules. really, you really think, you really think this was to, to they all, all this was to distract from two thousand mules, Mike like Roe v. Wade and everything. Well, uh, yes, I actually. So I wish cousin Frank was around. We don't got him on. We'll bring him on hopefully yeah, soon to discuss further at some point. But the I was a huge skeptic of this two thousand mules. I really was, and I, I find the title still quite hilarious so uh it always cracks me up when i think of the mules but um it's a little convincing i'm not gonna lie i was actually surprised uh i yeah look i do think that there is um 
there's trickery on both sides, okay? In each election, one side out-tricks the other. That's right. the game. That's politics. I think, though, in 2020, man, 81 million votes is kind of outrageous. <laughs> it was. I know. <laughs> and I agree. And the if you look at the graphs of the vote totals and the change when the right when they shut off the lights mysteriously for two hours or whatever it was and supposedly didn't count votes right and trump all of a sudden is losing by an enormous mark it's just really bizarre strange stuff happened for a candidate that quite frankly just never had any traction he never had any support nobody liked biden and honestly that's i don't that's not true he had a lot of he dude he even had a good approval rating in the beginning Biden was a he, no. He's a bad I mean, he candidate, can, man. He was losing to Sanders first of all, and yeah, but a lot of you got to think like it was people in the center that just thought, even like people on the right who were never Trumpers. Oh, and dude, you talk about the blue, no matter who, dude. Uh, no, nah, not even the blue, no matter who. <laughs> I'm talking about like the people who were Republicans that hated Trump, and people who in the center just hated Trump. Yeah, they all he was wanted. Crass and, yeah. They thought he was going to be more of like an old timey president, you know. Yeah, yeah, I got. Biden you. was Biden was sold as a as a back to normal. Yes. Right, and yeah. then he ended up just being even crazier, and nobody knows what's going on. Nuttier nobody than Bernie, man. It's crazy. Honestly, but all right, well. Uh, I was a huge skeptic. I know you are. Um, yeah. Well, I scored a clip of this. You want to dive into it? Oh, it's it's wait. thick. So, uh, <laughs> uh, dude, man, nation, pack up your bowls, crank open that cold beer. Uh, we're gonna dive deep here into a little two thousand mules. Here we go. Let's first narrow in on just our two thousand mules. Their average number of drop. Honestly, Dinesh, I feel like he could have gotten like, I don't know, like Mel Gibson or uh, Morgan Freeman. Morgan Freeman or yeah. uh, I, I was trying. I was thinking someone more right side. I don't know. Like, I, Throw I, a real twist and get Barack Obama. Oh, oh he's doing Netflix. Some, some voice I could really, you know, just connect with. I, I, but I'll take Dinesh. Oh yeah, like a right voice. Uh, yeah, you know, I, I, I don't know. James Woods, you know, he's not doing anything. You could have got him to do yeah. like this. Silky smooth. Woods. Yeah, right. <laughs> Velvet chocolate. That's what we need. Box visits thirty-eight. Their average number of illegal ballots deposited per visit five. That's three hundred eighty thousand illegal votes. But was this sufficient to put Biden in the White House? To answer that question, we must look at each key state. In Michigan, 500 mules, averaging 50 drop box visits and five illegal ballots per drop. That's 125,000 illegally trafficked votes, not quite the 154,000 vote difference between Trump and Biden. So Michigan, with its 16 electoral votes, stays in the Biden column. This is all based on cell phone tracking data, okay? Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know, I know, you hate this. Oh, In Wisconsin, 100 mules, averaging 28 Dropbox <laughs> visits and five illegal ballots per drop. That's 14,000 illegally trafficked votes, 
6,000 votes short to give Trump the win. So using only our mules, Wisconsin's 10 electoral votes stays in the Biden camp. But now we come to Georgia, 250 mules, averaging 24 Dropbox visits and five illegal ballots per drop. That's 30,000 illegally trafficked votes, far more than the 12,000 vote difference between Trump and Biden. So Georgia with 16 electoral votes moves over into the Trump column. In Arizona, the numbers are roughly the same. 200 mules, averaging 20 Dropbox visits and five illegal ballots per drop. That's 20,000 illegal votes. Again, these illegal votes are substantially more than the 10,000 vote margin that gave the state's 11 electoral votes to Biden. In Philadelphia, Pennsylvania alone, 1,100 mules, averaging 50 Dropbox visits and five ballots per visit. That's 275,000 illegal votes, again, comfortably exceeding the 80,000 vote margin between Trump and Biden. So Pennsylvania's 20 electoral votes goes for Trump. Shockingly, even this narrow way of looking at just our 2,000 mules in these swing states gives Trump the win with 279 electoral votes to Biden's 259. Okay, so to help you follow along, right? Like it's they're counting the mules, <laughs> the drop boxes. Trump wins. <laughs> 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 and there's more. Yeah. I got more. It's pretty interesting. I mean, yeah, it's 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 convincing and everything. I don't know. I I don't. Uh, I guarantee you the other side did it too. So you could say that, like, you know, yeah, you know, th- this would have swung it by sixteen thousand points or whatever. I don't know, man. Uh, people, I, dude, living that election, I I swear to God, there. There was so much Trump support nationwide, it was outrageous. Yeah, there was also a lot of Trump hatred. <laughs> a lot of Trump hatred. I, I, so. I always think of his rallies versus Joe Biden and the 10 circles painted in the grass and the people standing in them. And those, yeah. I don't know. It's, it's weird. But, I mean, you also, have to, <coughs> you also have to remember, like, the COVID really worked out for the Democrats because... Mail like and batting. Ba- well, that's why this mule thing works but, out. But it wasn't just the mail and ba- the mail and ballots. It was that they were home with nothing to do, <laughs> right? It it wasn't the you know, it wasn't the people who are working hard that tend to go Republican. Those guys didn't have any. You know, I I just plus I think both sides do it. So unless you're gonna count the mules on the other side too, you, you're not gonna get an accurate number. Because I don't think they were making up votes. I think they were just doing ballot harvesting. So don't tell me ballot harvesting was on the table in this state and only one side did it. Hmm. Everybody that had mail-in ballots was ballot har- You know, every state where there was mail-in ballots, everybody was fucking doing it. I guarantee it, hmm. you know, on every side. Well, lem- who do you think mail-in ballots uh, benefit the most? Democrats. 
yeah. benefit Democrats. Yeah, they do. They do. They actually do. That's why Democrats yeah. want mail-in balloting, uh, mail-in balloting and voting. I, I don't. I, to be honest, I don't really. I'm not too sure though. I mean, a lot of old people. I think. I don't. I think they should get rid of it totally. I don't think there should be. I agree. Anything, I think you know? it's the most right <clears throat> for voter yeah. fraud. You should be, walk up to cast your uh, vote. Yes. You should show your ID, prove show you're your a, fucking fuck, ID. Yes. a citizen, and you live in the community, and you are here to cast your vote. That's and, honestly, and then, we right, grew up. That's how it was. And then right there, where everybody can see you, they can't see who you're picking, but they can see that you're at the polling place you're and the you one have your ballot. The vote. Yeah, and you're fucking, you're you're gonna do your little thing, and then you're the one putting it in the fucking slit. Like, yeah. Here's the thing: mail-in voting. Anytime I hear about it, to me, sounds like cheating. No matter which way you want to spin it, sounds like a good way to cheat. One side yeah, really wants mail-in voting. That's the Democrats. The other side, Republicans, really don't want mail-in voting. Sounds to me like the side that wants it, the Democrats, really want to cheat using mail-in voting. That's just how it sounds. Okay. Look, the cheating, when it comes to cheating politically, uh, I think the conservatives are a little more old school, and they're really into gerrymandering and redistrict redistricting, and they, they really kind of play it kind of tighter that way. And do you know what I'm saying? They're kind of... I feel like that's how they swing a lot of elections, and they have for several generations, man. That that's kind of always been their dirty little play, but yeah, the Democrats. I'm not. I'm not kidding. It it wasn't until I came out to Colorado and I heard of, and they are really into the mail-in uh, voting, and I completely, completely adamant to walk up to the. Uh, I we go to the library or whatever by our house and vote, and it's I, even when you walk up, dude. I shit you not. They had people saying like, "Oh, I could take that for you." <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> like, who are you? <laughs> like, take what my vote? No. What are you doing here in front of this uh, establishment to drop off my vote? I'm literally ten feet away. I'm gonna go drop my vote off in the ballot box. <laughs> Why would I hand it to you? Who are you? Like, there's just so many. I think on every local level for every election, there's a lot of shenanigans and a, a lot of just dirty play going on i totally agree with you but when it comes to this whole mule thing i i'm not gonna lie i think on a huge level there's like i think covid was played by the establishment to get trump out and then i think they doubled down to get him out with this these election uh election uh scandals and stuff and 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 ballot harvesting and all this nonsense that they're doing yeah and I, 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 that's why I kind of believe that this was actually significant on some level. We'll finish it off here. I just, oh yeah, I, like, yeah, I just, yeah. I, I just have a hard time with it because I, it's like, uh, oh yeah, no, go ahead, play more. That's all right. Ah, I'm ready. You wanna? I just don't think uh, you you got to take into account the other guys cheating too. So with the ballot harvesting, it's like if we're in a race and you, I get you're the most adamant one about wanting to, you know, put weights in the front. Right, you want to add weight, but you know, and then I don't want it. You know, it's not a, it's not part of the rules. I don't want it. We go into a race where they change the rule because of something. We're both gonna add the weight, even mm. though I don't like it. You know what I mean? Well, so like I don't like the mail in ballots, but now that it's on the table, all right, I'm gonna do it too. Okay, so are mail in ballots the voter ID for the right? 
yeah, is voter ID the the right way of trying to sway? Voter ID, I, I, that one I don't understand. I don't get how it's controversial. Yeah, I always thought you I had to show your ID. To well, vote. I guess because you can't do mail-in voting without the ID. Right? right. Okay. So there's the. So then we're back to why does one side really want this mail-in voting? That seems like a really great way to fucking yeah. cheat here. It's really bizarre. I mean, I get what you're saying, but once you put it, once you make it the rule, everybody's gonna cheat. Okay. Know? Well, let's go to the last it's, successful it, cheater for the right. I would argue was Bush. He did it twice. And Sorry. how did he swing the? <laughs> yeah, how did he do that? It was uh, what the hanging chads, right? Remember, Jeb. <laughs> yeah, be. Yeah, be. <laughs> yeah, be. Yeah. So, what he planted his his brother in the state that was going to swing the election, and what did they do? Probably the same thing these two thousand mules did in these democratic states. No, I think they actually lost the count. Well, they just like threw away the votes. No, no, I think like in court, <laughs> uh, I, I I don't know. I read it a long time ago that uh, George, it, like actually John Kerry, was it won in court? Was this two thousand four or the first one with Gore? Or Gore? Yeah, Gore sorry, won in Gore. court. Really? Wow, that's crazy. And then, but <clears throat> but by the time the lawsuit was over, it was like two thousand and three. And it was like already pr- getting ready for the re-election. Wow. You know, that's one of the biggest problems is if it takes that long, what are you going to do? The guy's right. been president for three years. Crazy. That's crazy stuff. So, I guess that, and I guess he just conceded. I don't know. That's, I don't know if that's true. Uh, actually, according to Eric, uh, Supreme Court apparently did not want to hear the 2000 election Florida hanging Chad case. <clears throat> so that's what happened. Interesting. They did not want to hear the 2020 election fraud cases either. Very interesting stuff. Well, uh, Mike, hey, it's repeating, right? Here we go. With a, you want to, con- <laughs> you want to, you want to continue this mule uh, journey? Oh, man, I, I guess. I Let's clipped go. it for you. Pack up the bowls, baby. <laughs> but no one thinks that our 2,000 mules were the only mules trafficking illegal votes. To widen the search, Greg and his team lowered the criterion from 10 or more to five or more drop boxes. This revealed a huge upsurge in the number of mules from 2,000 to 54,000. 54,000 mules. Next, they used a very conservative estimate of just three ballots per drop box visit. Now, when we multiply this increased number of mules times the five drop box visits per mule times just three illegal votes per drop, we find election fraud on an astonishing scale. In Wisconsin, it, the number he shows in that clip is uh, in like a just above 800,000 votes. 83,565 illegal votes were trafficked. In Georgia, 92,670. In Pennsylvania, 209,505. In Michigan, 226,590. And in Arizona, 207,435. Using this calculus, Trump would have won all the key states. And the final electoral vote? 305 to 233. Hey-o. <laughs> you would have crushed yeah. him, dude. And he I think that matches him. with all the visual stuff we saw from the election. If we really think back to this time frame, 
I really feel like Trump was leading to an overwhelming victory. You just saw it. You felt it. It was happening. It made no sense even economically for him to lose this election. It, it's really like I think it's pretty I just, obvious. See, that they, I, just, I just think no, they did localize. I disagree. I think you're looking cheating. at it from, dude. I think you're looking at it from today's lens. Dude, two years ago, people were freaking out about COVID. And they were freaking out that Donald Trump did not have it under control and he didn't know what he was doing. Uh, I'm telling you. All right. I'm still on board with this was stolen. I agree, but I don't think it was stolen in this way. It was more stolen in the idea that like everybody, mainstream media, all the big tech companies, they spun this narrative around Trump. And is it, so maybe this is some grand conspiracy, in, including all these major power players, including major tech companies, mainstream yeah. media, legacy media, old school politicians. Obviously, the Clintons and Obama are power players in this whole situation. Like, there's some, there's there's a lot of pool, kind of pushing this thing towards Biden. And I, I feel like it makes a lot of sense that they just were able to coordinate these centralized areas and know exactly what regions to, you know, flood these fake yeah, votes I, in essentially or whatever. I'm not arguing that this, any of this is, is not real. Like I believe all those mules existed. I believe they did the ballot harvesting. I'm just saying you're not accounting for the other ballot harvesting. And so, are you thinking or I'm suggesting that it wash. equals it? It equals it out. Okay, it's a wash. It's a wash. Okay, all right, all right. You know, I think it just you can only do so much, and you got both sides doing as much as they can. And if anything, it comes down to who did it where better. You know, like who was who who had a better strategy of where to do it. Crazy, you know. It could be that's all election is. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, like I've said, is, is are are these elections really just who cheats the best? Probably. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And did the it, Democrats I mean, has, cheat the they're best? They're not even hiding it, dude. It has nothing to do with who the people like. <laughs> right. You know? <laughs> well, uh, I... Um... I find this an interesting documentary. I feel like there is something here, but maybe oh, definitely you're right there is it. something there. Um, I, don't, I think if anything, I think if anything, it's just great evidence that we should get rid of mail-in ba- uh, voting. Well, do you think you they're going to get rid of it this year? Probably not. Right? <laughs> I don't think it matters. They need more than fucking. 2000 mules <laughs> and the mail in bad ba- ba- uh, i can never say it the mail in ballot is huge uh for the covid stuff and you still are firmly in the belief that covid or some flu version is coming back in the next year or two in order to sway yeah. the elections for the democrats so mail in voting plays very nicely into those hands for sure but I don't know if they're gonna pull off any shutdowns anymore. I don't. I don't think people are into that. Oh yeah, no, no. Give it two years. Yeah, two years. Told you, man. January twenty twenty four. 
they'll be talking. They need uh, people convulsing on live TV like they reported from the four people in the Caribbean from some mysterious uh, illness. <laughs> if you get people shaking uncontrollably on TV and like dropping dead, Dude, yeah, you'll get yeah, your lockdowns. Dude, remember the people dropping dead in China? Oh, those are great, wonderfully that staged. That was like two years ago. Man, they had some really yeah. good actors for that, for sure. Crisis actors, I believe, is what they're called. That's. Is that what it was? <laughs> hmm. <laughs> yeah, man, they always bring them on. <laughs> you know, for all the good stuff. Just ask Alex Jones. He knows all about them, man. <laughs> it, it was really funny because I saw this... Uh, Pick these pictures of these guys loading bodies in China. Is this from and back was, then or now? They're, they no, keep from replaying today. the same footage. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, no, supposedly from today. And it was uh, two little Chinamen just fucking picking up and tossing dead bodies. <laughs> like, 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 so messed you know up. What I mean? like, no, 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 but they're like all wrapped. They, they couldn't be real bodies. Oh, I know. I, I'm laughing they because be I know real it's bodies. theatrics. They, oh, yeah. it's it was just bold. like they were just r- completely wrapped up, so you couldn't even tell what was inside them. Right? <laughs> right. And they're, yeah. they're like in these blankets. These guys just they just pick up each <laughs> side of a blanket and like launch this fucking like, like it's nothing. Oh, Come man. on, man. Uh, <laughs> Get better actors. <laughs> or just get a new script. You guys are playing, you're rerunning the same scripts. You're not even changing the actors anymore. It's getting old and stale. No one's interested. They got to get a new play. It's terrible. (laughs) I feel like they're replaying video footage they showed three years ago, and people are just so dense, they they don't even remember what they saw three years ago. (laughs) I'm sure they are, dude. I'm sure they are. (laughs) Like, our culture literally especially american society it's goldfish memory across the board with everyone and yeah oh man like i <laughs> we'll give you three weeks you got three weeks and then it's gone it. it's yeah gone. they want us to uh so you, you think they're gonna lock us down again scare us enough we'll be back in and you know maybe it'll be to boost those stocks from netflix they need it Oh, they desperately need it. Did you see that? Man. <laughs> go woke, man. That's what happens. It's go woke, go broke. It's a real thing. Disney stocks I'm su- are I'm down. Surprised you didn't, I'm surprised you didn't get more subscribers when they saw your uh, black category. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see that? Oh, yeah. Dude, I, we have cable here. Uh, Admittedly, I know. It's sad. Uh... The girlfriend loves it, and uh, we have the cable, and you go onto the on-demand thing. It literally says like "black experience." It's like, black experience. Okay, yeah. All right, fine. <laughs> I guess. With the, like, why? Like, why? <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> uh. Imagine how racist it would be to have the white experience. It would, maybe if we go so far in this direction, eventually it'll swing back and be. We need to. But, you know, we'll have to show like old movies that got banned for being white. You know, like, uh, like man, we're gonna have to movie? go through like at least a generation of slavery. Then, <laughs> hopefully, it's not us, man.
We all suffer in the end at some point, I guess. Right? That's how... <laughs> and it's time for the great pivot to the great pottery throwdown, right, Mike? The great pivot. To the great pottery throwdown. Mike's favorite new show. Is that on Netflix? Which was... Uh, that's HBO Max. HBO Max, the new Netflix. Well, actually, I was. That's very funny you ask because I was uh, going to say it's on HBO Max, and if you want to know why Netflix is failing, it's because this show's on HBO Max. Bullshit. That's actually the name of the show. It's on Netflix. <laughs> really? <laughs> oh, it's such a stupid show. But gr- great pottery uh, throwdown, man. Did you watch it? I watched some of it. Yeah, I was interested, intrigued, and insulted. No, <laughs> <laughs> it's a but you made for those that it. haven't seen it. It's a show. It's a British show. Yeah, about about people who do pottery, like the like the actual like clay on the wheel, and they call them potters. <laughs> potters. Potters. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude. Great show. You want to know what I love about it? What's that? Dude, I'm five episodes in, right? Nice. I don't know who's gay. <laughs> I have I no idea. I don't have any idea who any of them voted for or who they would vote for or whether or not they hate Trump or Boris Johnson or anybody. Right? <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. I noticed all of this, yes it's not a it's not a show where okay we have 10 people that means we need three black okay check three black we have two gays check right. we have one li- one lizard with green hair check <laughs> it's it's just a straight up like you don't think about any that's it, funny they didn't put any of that in there it's a bunch of characters no doubt about it but you're right i oh straight I up, up on interesting that people straight up interesting people dude that you know what? You know why they're awesome people. You know what? I, you know what I love about the characters is all of them are like a person who does pottery. Yes, right. They are. You yeah. watch these. They watch these American shows. Like what was that one? That cooking show. Is it cake? Was it? Is, is it cake? cake? Yeah. yeah, that's what we were. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Was that the one with the guy with the green hair? Yes, it was. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I mean. It was like, dude. <laughs> Ah, oh, the comparison. There is no comparison. The British people, they're doing it right. I actually fa- just keep... <laughs> yeah. Go ahead, go ahead. I, I hear found them opinion. really funny, and I actually clipped a little bit of it. Are you ready? Oh, yeah, you got a clip? Well, yeah, because I actually... Here's what I found so funny about these people is, number one, they're just like, aw, shucks, like, <laughs> British folk. And uh, yeah. just the way they describe... The, I got two of them. The way they, like, talk about their lives. And uh, the end of this clip is my favorite, Mike. You'll You'll hear it. <laughs> Like, ah. Museum assistant Bill lives in Scarborough What's that? and is a proud grandfather to two-year-old Phoebe. <laughs> is it a ring for your finger? <laughs> Bill's designed his crockery with her in mind, but the elephant-themed set commemorates the unforgettable day the circus came to town. <laughs> this story, dude. Just it's unbelievable. It's just so unbelievable. Earliest memories is mom coming into the garden saying, Billy, come and see the elephants. I was dragged down the road just in time to see four huge elephants coming down from the railway station. Wow. Quite a sight. And the smell, not just the it was the smell of them. But you're not doing the dung. You're not doing the dung. I'm not doing the dung, no. That might look like a bit of dung at the moment, but oh, well, I think you've achieved it. That's great. <laughs> 
Yeah. I do love animals. I love this show. When I was younger, I was fascinated by storybooks where the animals wore human clothes. I didn't speak till I was four. <laughs> Very behind. They're so matter. They're a little off. They're a little. <laughs> they're a little off, but they're so matter of fact. I I absolutely I I adore know. it. It's incredible. Yeah. It's so good. I, I, I got a little. They're more. just normal people. This lady. They're normal people. So this lady hey. and then her kid. The interaction. It's my absolute favorite thing I've ever heard. Uh, right, here we go. A world of make believe. Retired occupational therapist Lucinda lives in Shropshire, where she's passing her passion for wildlife onto her grandkids. <laughs> Take care of it, Granny. Yeah, if it dies, you might be a bit upset. Immortal. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. That was it. The kid. Take care, Granny. If it dies, it might be upset. <laughs> Dude, no British kid can talk without sounding like a Pink Floyd album. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I just, I love that. If he dies, he might be upset. Uh, <laughs> might be a little upset. So good. That's so good. Uh, so British. Yes. So it, British. The whole show, they're so like humble. And um, what I took away from it so was humble. these were people with an incredible craft and skill. And it's pretty amazing to be able to put together what they could actually. And yeah. my favorite part about the whole show is when they make the handles and it looks like they're stroking dicks. And they yeah. all, they all, <laughs> all of them make sex jokes. All of them make jokes about how it's sexual in nature. And, and the host like comes up and she's like, oh, I, I see you're making handles. And they're like, oh, yes, it's quite sensual indeed. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. And it's just so funny. Like, they're, they're not coy about it at all. They're just like very like, yes, yes, I, I love doing the handles, I mean, actually. Yes I'm, yes, I'm struggling this phallus shape clay. <laughs> <laughs> I often like to picture myself at home alone. Uh, uh... The one guy, the one guy says it. I usually do this in the dark at home. <laughs> <laughs> the, the way they, the way those guys talk is so good. Yeah, with the handles, uh, dude. The making the handles, and I think it comes up almost every episode. There's like they, they make a big deal on the oh, first episode, sexual. and then. Later on, you know, there'll be moments and they're like making the tea set, I think, or whatever. And, uh, and like the host comes up, she's like, hmm, I see you're making handles. And they're like, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You know what that looks like, right? (laughs) Like, it's so fucking hilarious. Like, (laughs) so I, so my thing is, uh, I had no idea. So, my only thing with pottery and making clay stuff, I my frame of reference was the movie Ghost and the sensual right. moments with right. Patrick Swayze and Demi Moore and they're making the, the pot and doing the sex thing and, you know, it's like this whole thing. And, uh, and then you told me to watch this show and I thought, okay, this will be pretty funny and goofball. And then sure enough, they're like stroking cock-like uh, structures with their hands and being like, oh yeah, this is quite sexual. <laughs> like, so unbelievable, man. It's so good though. <laughs> yeah, it's great. I actually like the show uh, a lot. I thought it was Dude, really can I fun. tell you what else I love about it? Yeah. Is, you know what? I don't. I don't know if you noticed this, right? But they, uh, th- like, they get the big, the big main project for the episode, right? Right. 
and then they put it in the kiln and they're waiting for it to dry. Yeah. And if this were an American show, this is where you now spend 30 minutes listening to how this non-gender binary, <laughs> uh, whatever. Yeah, you know, you, yes, absolutely. Right. Instead, these Brits, they just do a mini project. <laughs> like it's like a, it's like a great show of just constant you know they never get into the bullshit you spend four or five episodes waiting for them to get into the bullshit it never really gets into it that clip you played that's about the length of them getting into like absolutely the depth and everything yeah you definitely. know that's and the it's, depth it's none of you know it's not like uh oh, this lesbian who voted for <laughs> who voted for joe biden for sure is living i totally kept that. picked up the, on that immediately there was zero what you're implying and saying is there was no woke there was, was nothing woke free yes. yes and that was hbo max right yeah Go over to netflix their show is bullshit so that's not <laughs> i'm not calling it bullshit They're, the name is bullshit and what is the show it's this game show with uh, How Howie Howie Mandel, Howie Mandel. Yeah, good call. All right, and, uh, so he's back. Yes, psycho, yes. And uh, I don't know, man. Two episodes. I still don't really quite get it. What's the premise of the game? They ask you a question, right? You're the contestant. <laughs> yeah. So he asks you the question. You know, four answers. You pick one, right? Yeah. And then there's three people, the panel, you have to tell them why you picked the answer. Right? Yeah. And then they have to guess whether you were telling the truth or you were bullshitting. So if you know the answer and you got the answer, all is good. But if you got the answer wrong, but you were a good bullshitter and one of the people believed you were telling the truth, you get to, you get it right. Right. I see. And then the rest of it's just like a you know the cheesy knockoffs. <laughs> you know, one to if we still lived in a decent it, society, it'd be called like it. They'd call it pants on fire. Yes, that is <laughs> such a better name. Holy shit, Netflix, call this guy up. <laughs> what the fuck? That is so much better. Pants on fire. Yeah. Yeah. Liar, liar. Oh, that's so good. Way better. The, yeah, bullshit. No, oh, dude, it's, we're headed towards idiocracy. Oh, we're there. The movie? Have they not seen the movie? So now the show is bullshit. Oh, dude, it's, if, it's if unbelievable. What you're describing to me is correct. In Netflix, any kid could get on there. <clears throat> you're right. They decided let's call it bullshit. That's really pathetic yeah. and sad, and the most uncreative, like <laughs> the so least creative thing dude, you could. Yeah, so. Come on. <laughs> And uh, in four seconds, I came up with pants on fire, you stupid jackasses. I never heard of the show. So <laughs> Cut me a check, Netflix, you assholes. Oh, <laughs> uh, dude, and the people on the show, you're gonna, you'd hate every single one of them. Who hosts it? Yeah, who's anyway. the host of this? Uh, How, Howie. Oh, that's right. And do they have uh, like the Hollywood? Host. Do they have a uh, celebrity guests? Like, what's the deal? No. With this? No. And all these, all the contestants and the three people on the panel. No, that. Oh, that's the thing too. So, man, it's just so stupid. So if you're on the panel, right? <laughs> yeah. You have to guess whether it's bullshit or telling the truth. All right. And 
So whoever has the best percentage of guessing whether you were telling the truth or whatever, mm-hmm. they get the next. They get to play next, and you get out when you did bullshit and everybody called bullshit. Okay, you get what I'm saying? Yeah, this show is terrible. Oh, this dude, is just horrible, the, man. That's why you had to call it bullshit because <laughs> otherwise nobody was gonna watch it. Yes, you're right. <laughs> right. Because it was such a bad idea. This is so stupid. So they had to have the shocking title. Title, yeah, get some publicity. Just ah, oh, it's so bad. And the and then the so everybody on this panel and the and the chick that's up there playing. Ah, oh, it's only one. Every time I think about it, I just picture this chick who I fucking hate. She's like everything you've ever hated about any every person, dude. Yeah. She's so fucking fake. Yeah. And like she does every just fucking cheesy, just everything about her, I can't stand. Yeah. The whole every everybody that was on that show was just You know they're all trying to be actors, they're all trying to get noticed. Yeah. Ooh, it's just too yeah. it's too obvious. It's one of those, you know? Yeah, and those are the cheesiest, worst people, actually. You yeah, want to be the way actors. they talk. They're trying to be energetic and upbeat. And oh, hey, guys. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> How's everybody doing today? Oh, yeah. Single? No. I, oh, no. <laughs> Boyfriend? No, I'm, I'm painfully single. Yeah, but it's okay. I, get, I got a cat. I got a cat. <laughs> Bitch, you are fucking... Get out of here. <laughs>